Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish tech news. Today's Irish Tech News Podcast is presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. And you can follow me on Twitter at TECDR. And now, a word from our sponsor, Agora Pulse. We know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. Accounts, meetings, the never-ending inbox. That's why we've teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash Irish Tech News to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. Because I'm thinking, for example, about two years ago, no one would have heard of Zoom that much. Zoom would have, and everyone would have probably used something like Google Hangouts or maybe Skype. But now Zoom's come into its own, so surely there's got other startups out there are now going to be used more and more because of the pandemic. And when the pandemic is over, they'll still be used because they've shown their, their worth, what, what they can do for you. Yeah, that's the, so they've successfully shifted the behaviour, right? So they're yeah. now part of you know, people's lives and sort of toolkits and things like that. And that is hard to shift, right? So any entrant into sort of taking Zoom has to sort of consider a lot about like how you're going to move someone off Zoom. Yeah. Like we use Zoom so much in the programme. It's just like we have tried other things, but the trust is with Zoom, right? And yeah. we're just, you know, it's robust. Yes, there's been a few problems, but we know how to fix them, you know, all that stuff. Once you go into that sort of level of a sort of relationship with the products, for you to bring out a new product to sort of start to like bite into, you need to really think about how you move that person to there. And, you know, there's lots of new entrants, but, you know, sadly in our sort of like, you know, world, uh, it's the robustness, the scale, right? And that's, that's kind of tough, but, you know, uh, that can all be overcome. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say the word hopping, obviously, you yeah. know, is an example of a company that year or two ago that, you know, you know, everybody was skeptical, virtual conferences, you know, it's a small, small, small thing. One year later, $2 billion business, you know, and they're not the only one. There's, there's so many companies that didn't exist, were like the most skeptical, the sort of like laughed out of investment meetings, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, two years ago, we were just like, you know, raising $100 million now. Yeah, I'm thinking right now in the startup area, when you look at something like Web Summit, how they pivoted to be an online conference. And when they did their software to do this in-house, they then said after they did the collision, we're going to give it for free. So if, if you're at a, a conference that used to be used to be run, uh, run in, in person, face-to-face in a, in a real event, event area, the fact now the Web Summit are giving you the, their software for free to do this is a game changer as well in some ways. Sorry, sorry, they're giving away their sorry, uh, that, yeah, to uh, conference software or their conference? Their conference software. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, because they, oh. they, they, they were looking last year when they were developing basically a collision and then they realized pretty early on that because in Toronto, we're not going to have a conference as such because of, of COVID. So how do, we, how do we get around this? So they sat down with their in-house team and they, they actually developed this, uh, this tool. And it's totally developed, worked very well. Oh, this is great. And Collision had a, didn't have as many people at it uh, normally as Web Summit, but because it was online, 
like a more tendon than normal. Yeah. And because of that, couldn't platform handle this. It did. Yeah. And then when they did a web summit, web summit got twice as many people at it, at it as normally because uh, it was virtual. And then they, then they realized, yeah. okay, this is going to work out. Why don't we give this platform away to, for free to other people who want to do it, make it open source and give them back to the community. And that's what I kind of admire, that uh, yeah. people now are, are been more helping to the more during, the, during the, uh, what's happening. They're helping to the more with uh, running things. Yeah. It's also really interesting, the Web Summit. You know, I know they have a software team, but no, Web Summit is a software company for the last year. You know, yeah. essentially, it's very interesting as well. And sort of, I think that's happened, you know, lots of sort of more traditional businesses have had to look at, you know, a software approach or software solutions and things like that. So that's great. But um, yeah, look, yeah, um, there's lots of interesting things in the you know, conference space, you know, obviously, even having these sort of, like, more regular events, you know, there's more conferences happening. There's also like the follow-up after conferences There's sort of, you know, um, you know, I think even the networking side has been optimized in many yeah. cases, right? Um, I think it still is hard to just hang out with people, you know, and sort of just do that sort of like, you know, you know, usually I think as you mature through your conference experiences, you're, you know, making friends, you're meeting them every time. It's a place that you meet them, you know, and, you know, whether it's South by Southwest or Web Summit or something like that. That's just like what you sort of build that sort of, again, hum, human capital yeah. or sort of people. And I think that's hard to sort of recreate at conferences. Uh, but the other interesting thing about conferences is essentially why are they one week or why are they, like, they could be continuous things. Um, I'm going to say the word clubhouse, right, that starts to sort of like start to sort of give it another approach to sort of conferences as well. Um, so I think, yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And because, you're, because we're now more, so more at home and more working, it's easy to attend a conference. You're looking the cost of going to a hotel or to stay somewhere or travel long distance to get to somewhere. And your, your company and your, or your boss and one client to let you attend it because it's, it's remote, you're remote working anyway. So why not let them go and do this? Because it's not going to cost, cost as much in travel or anything else. Or you're not going to be away from your job too much. So you can pop in and out of the conference. Yeah. I think, yeah, so there's definitely sort of like, you know, you know, financial sort of stuff around that and sort of access and sort of ability, sort of access to content, access to people is all better. But I think it's, um, you know, still travel is important, right? I think yeah. just getting out of your sort of comfort zone and sort of, you know, um, I've done a bit of stuff in China, you know, versus the US and yeah. just, just landing in China and sort of even speaking to a few people getting into that sort of culture, the cultural differences are just, are also very hard to recreate um, online. But I can be, I could believe in that, but uh, but that's the sort of stuff that we have to overcome is just like, they can really give you a sort of like a fast, for, fast forward your sort of like cultural understanding of that market, which is really, really important. Because well. for me, I miss the traffic. I love traveling to conferences and I, I kind of miss that because that sort of made you like, in a way for me, it was like, like I'm going away in a holiday. But it's a holiday yep. where I, I can work, and because I love tech, I can enjoy it as well. Uh, and I, I don't feel like it's work because I, I love where I'm going, what I'm doing. So that's the thing that I miss yeah. the most. So you're probably one of millions of people that are sitting reflecting on what was good about conferences, right? And, you know, I missed this bit of it, right? Yeah. And I think that's, again, a great question from a customer discovery perspective. It's like, what do you miss about this, right? Because, you know, those are the bits that you can start to think about. We need to talk about two things, you know, about cultural stuff, you know, but, you know, 
uh, sort of like you know watercolor stuff you know all this sort of like oh, overheard stuff you know stuff that you sort of like forgot or that just annoys yeah. in your life you know those things are becoming highlighted and I think again just you know for founders to or potential entrepreneurs to be sort of like listening for those things that's the interest that's yeah. the interesting opportunity about two years ago that's when Tenet was out was one called uh, Autonomous it was set in Kerry and it was basically a conference on a, on a AI and autonomous vehicles and one of the main highlights was as they had an interview with Michael Fassbender because he was over attending a rally around there and he was brought up in, 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 in a clowning where it took place. So you got that kind of scenario. You had the main MC was Quentin, who used to be the guy he used to be in Top Gear years ago. So you get these kind of guys that are, that are doing that. And it was a great conference. You got to see all the latest tech and everything else. And that kind of thing really was inspiring. But I kind of missed stuff like that. Because it's hard to replicate that online because you can't see the things physically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, one of our teams, um, it's called Machinery Partner. I just changed their name from Ingenious. Um, yeah. yeah, they were in Vegas whenever the sort of, um, uh, the US started to get shut down at a massive, uh, they, they sort of are a digital dealership for uh, massive sort of piece of yeah. equipment or quarry equipment and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the sort of thing like, yeah, <laughs> sort of those scale of machines are really difficult uh, to recreate online. That said, Machinery Partner is doing that because essentially, you know, they're basically building this sort of, uh, you know, way to communicate in a better way how these machines work and sort of help sort of build our sort of understanding as of and sort of, you know, it does dip into imagery, videos, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, and he's successfully selling, you know, massive pieces of machinery people have never seen before yeah. through that, you know, platform. So, you know, I mean, like, millions. And um, that sort of says a lot about, like, what people will buy online. And, you know, uh, if they can do it at that level, then why not else? everything else? Like, so, yeah. I think it's, you're, it's, yeah. you're looking now for the new P.T. Barnum. Who's going to be like us? Basically, he was saying he said there's a sucker born a minute, and he would always sell things people didn't really want or need, but they would come from curiosity. And I guess you're seeing that now. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're getting better at still. Oh, well, no, it's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I think we're getting better. As I said, like I've talked about customers a lot here, right? Customer focus businesses are the way to go, right? And I think. Um, that pays off when just if you're bootstrapped or if you're raising money, um, it helps you um, avoid, you know, technical uh, debt or, you know, even just like um, the culture inside your team changes, whatever, you know, you're more customer focused, but you're helping people, right? And you're sort of, you're aligned on that, right? So, you know, clearly that's, and it's just from an investment perspective, you know, we speak to hundreds and hundreds of investors and there's a theme at this early stage, particularly at this early stage, right? So um, there's a theme. It's all about distribution. The real magic is like, how do you enter the markets? Have you found that in? And if you have, then the product is secondary, right? Because pre is essentially pre-product, right? So it is yeah. about like your understanding of the market, understanding customer and stuff. So look, on building this sort of approach of customer-focused uh, companies, um, essentially, you know, should avoid any sort of like, you know, snake oil or stuff that people don't really want. Yeah. Essentially, that's the whole company is being built on the purpose of 
you know, understanding users, it's sort of the jobs to be done and, you know, problems that, user, that your customers need. And getting back to, to Ignite, I guess when you're trying to sell Northern Ireland as a place for, for tech innovation, you more could easily say, this is where they made Game of Thrones. I've never said that once in my whole uh, uh, conversation no. <laughs> with VCs or anybody from Northern Ireland. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, like absolutely part of our job is to highlight the great companies that are happening in Northern Ireland, but even just across Ireland, that's what we do, right? So, because, you know, if you think about, you know, venture capitalists or investors, customers essentially, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, a market mm-hmm. that you have to sort of address, you really need to think about it like, right, how do we help them, right? How mm-hmm. do, and how do we surface these companies um, before they even exist sometimes? And I think that's the role of an accelerator, a good role of accelerator is more about this sort of proprietary deal flow, getting stuff, uh, sort of an early look at something. And I think that just brings, um, you know, strengthens relationships, you know, with investors. You know, we're bringing good companies to investors. It's really what we're aiming for. But I know that ends up being quite sort of like, you know, you know, we've a limited number of companies and we're, we're, we're selling essentially them to yeah. investors. Uh, but I know that feels unfair for a lot of other startups, right? But essentially we're flying the flag for Northern Ireland, right? Or flying the flags for startups in Northern Ireland. That startups can be there. That's fundamentally this message. And I think back to Estonia, right? They had some breakthrough sort of um, startups that sort of started to show how this is done or, you know, big investors got involved, exits, you know, all sort of stuff. So it's almost like, like if we get some of those sort of, those startups into those states, like B rounds, C rounds, D rounds, in, inside Northern Ireland, ex, bigger exits, you know, all that stuff, it helps every other entrepreneur inside Northern Ireland who wants to start up. And also, you're now partnering with the NDRC, which is great because you've got North South uh, Cooperation, which is which is good to see. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very excited to be working with them. Incredible team. We have obviously, as you know, been behind the scenes and a lot of that stuff, and so it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, you know, John Bradford is uh, again. Estonia reference him as sort yeah. of like the catalyst for a lot of stuff that happened here. Um, um, but he is from Northern Ireland, um, but he is our sort of like, you know, uh, the reason I met Tristan and I got this Ignite job, the reason I went to Techstars yeah. in the US, right, all these, John Bradford, what I just said, probably hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people could say that, right, so he is a big part of that and sort of triggered a lot of this and it's really good to sort of like, obviously we know Dogpatch really well, so it's really um, great to see and yes, as we've discussed a few times here, companies can be created from even like, you know, a remote island somewhere, you know, yeah. in Ireland, you know, and why not? And I think, uh, I think one of the most exciting things about, you know, what we do is essentially, you know, propel helping companies start with a very sort of like lean, modern approach to yeah. starting a startup, take away all the sort of nonsense, take away stuff like business plans, you know, all the sort of like monolithic things, you know, this is really simple, let's focus on this bit first, whatever, right? So I feel like I'm like, whether it's that company that they've come onto the program with or later, uh, they have, it's a mental, it's, a, it's the approach, it's the yeah. methodology, it's that. So that's, that's the thing that I'm really excited about from a Propel perspective. But the NDRC opportunity means that we can do, they're doing that across uh, the whole of Ireland, yeah. right? And I think, you know, 
it is hard for us to eat, outreach into every point of even Northern Ireland. But you know, the Endersea uh, contract allows us to really, um, really sort of uh, create next generation yeah. of companies outside of out of Ireland. And you mentioned John Bradford. I met him years ago. <laughs> he was talking at an event in Dublin, and I thought he was a great guy and a great vision. And he's he's gone from strength to strength. Uh, I don't think I can have many words to describe John Bradford. Yeah. In, like, it's impossible. I think um, look, I've said in my personal sort of um, career, plus many others, he's been a foundational part of that. But he's also, a, you know, gets stuff done, right? He can make stuff happen. Yeah. And, you know, you, that's, you know, can make, it's change, right? We're all sort of like trying to change things. And it's about speed of change. Yeah. And John's a person that can actually uh, accelerate that change. It's like in Star Trek, Johnny Picard says, make it so. And when John does, it happens. Yep. I think he's basically, because he, he knows he knows how what to do and how to do, people actually respect him. He goes, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I think he's got a real knack for just, yeah, motivating people, getting things started, and stepping back, getting good people, and then... Uh, magic happens, right? So yeah, he's a great, he's a great uh, that's guy. a good thing to learn for everybody. Yeah, he's a great motivator. So he gets things done, then sits behind, then just steps back, and it happens. And that's what the magic happens. And you see, then you're going, "Wow, we need more than practice in the world because they actually can get things moving." Yeah, I, uh, it's John's probably over a few times. Or, or we bang on about emails and the importance of communication a lot, right? And it's yeah. really important, right? So, uh, but John. Uh, really, really give me a shock. Not just like, pull me to one side and say, right, fix this part, uh, it'll help. And so it's like, what? And it helped massively, yeah. right? So it is really important. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, just before, before before we finish off, yeah, yeah. I guess right, right now with, with stuff like uh, Brexit, you're encouraging more and more cross-border innovation. And you started that with uh, what you did your uh, when you was work by working with uh, yep. with NDRC. How do you see that continuing? Um, I think it's just going to end. Like you know, it's just backing up a little. Like you know, you know, we're thankful to you know organisations like Intertrade and you know, there's loads of things that have sort of been sort of uh, you know working on like how we work better across borders um, or across. Uh, Northern Ireland, Southern, uh, Southern Ireland, and um, you know our relationship with Dolpage is pre-existing and this stuff, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, even just through you know tendering processes and all that sort of stuff, you know, we end up spending we spend a lot of time, right? and that was beneficial already, right? So all of a sudden you're talking about like you know bigger things, and you know there's more resource, and there's more like you know you know access to more people, right? Which is yeah. hugely important, right? Accelerators should be about networks locally but ex uh, more so um externally right because you know what you want is like ideally you've got a founder that can walk into any country in the world and have a head start right sort of the way we look at it so there's that sort of all that opportunity to that as well i think you know we um have huge content libraries we've just accumulated that over the years um you know having more people on that sort of stuff you know always sort of compounds right it's just great so it's almost like you're building this sort of like you know you know, educational system for entrepreneurs or, you know, you know, it's, it's the resources there. And I think just like, you know, uh, for 
not only us uh, running these programs, sort of working together more and sort of, you know, working together and sort of like, you know, um, Ireland and Northern Ireland as a brand, you know, yeah. uh, essentially, um, you know, it's for the founders' benefit as well, right? So yeah. the have more so the founders, right? So, you know, the f founders can, you know, you know, founders talking to each other and founders supporting each other and 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 sharing knowledge and experience is, you know, if that works in our program, that's kind of a, a big a big win for the program. So, but if you ex scale that up to across the whole of Ireland, you know, it brings even like a diversity of thoughts, diversity of yeah. like, um, experiences. It's just like, I'm, I'm so excited to think about, you know, essentially thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs every year going through NDRC and Ignite sort of being influenced by that, right? Yeah. Just imagine that. So we're creating like thousands of companies every year, every year that is essentially, you know, um, getting you know, a great place to start, so, or a great way of starting their business. Yeah, and you mentioned Dogpatch. I live about eight minutes walk from Dogpatch, and I used to go there quite a bit for certain events, and I'm missing what they're doing, and I think Patrick Walsh, what he's done there in the way, like John Bradford, he knows and understands startups, and knows how hungry they are, and manages to, to get a great team working to promote that. Yeah, um, sorry, I have been saying Dogpatch whenever, yeah. sometimes I'm at NDRC, but, you know, I think that is a very, very, very important part of, you know, an accelerator's role, right, is to understand the landscape, understand the weaknesses, understand the gaps in knowledge and experience, right? So, yeah. and then plug those gaps, right? So, obviously, Northern Ireland's not very many Series B or that sort of category of stuff, right? Or even just people have been there, right? Or, you know, even acquisitions or sort of technologies or like hyper oh, sorry, blitz scaling, you know, those sort of thing. Yeah. Just, there's, there's not very many people around. So, but if you can understand that and understand the needs of what it takes for, you know, uh, what does it take for a, you know, a Dublin company or a Cork company or, a, you know, um, a company to, you know, raise money with Sequoia or Kleinberg? Because yes, we've got a couple of examples, one example, but, um, you know, the more that that can happen and for us, to, for us, in the accelerator world or in the world of helping founders for us to understand what that takes. And if that is a good thing, then we can help make that happen, right? So that's yeah. part of this, you know, Patty's perfectly placed inside Dogpatch, you know, living and breathing startups, being a startup founder as well, which is also important and understands both the sort of local and, you know, um, you know, international sort of um, requirements of a startup and the opportunity there is just, and I guess Perfect. right now from that, just to finish off, we can think of basically that the whole island of Ireland, we can think of it as, as tech hubs for certain technologies. So, for example, in, in, in Dublin, it's FinTech. It'll be security tech in, 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 in Cork. In Galway, it's MedTech. And I guess Northern Ireland, we can say, so if you not compete, but join together and say, well, this area, this region does one thing best, keep it at that so you don't compete against each other. Yeah. Um, well, yes, yeah, so sorry. Um, and some more deeper tech sort of stuff, right? I think centers of excellence and yeah. sort of resource and sort of like, you know, essentially like what you're really talking about is talent generation, right? It's more about like there are experts here that you can tap into that, you know, understand this, right? Um, also in terms of uh, companies that are maybe um, require a lot of uh, resource or, you know, physical resource and stuff like that, right? So centers end up happening, right? So, um, so there's definitely a whole 
range of companies that sorry range of categories that essentially yeah. you know require can have physical presence as well and i think as you as you as, you, as we sort of dipped in a few times about collaboration right it is actually about like communication and how all these things sort of you know work together and sort of you know stuff like that but i uh, would never like to say okay you know northern ireland is excelling at cyber security right yeah. you know brilliant sort of uh, reputation thanks to csit and you know lots of lots of brilliant people around here but that doesn't mean like you know don't start see, uh, that's what, this is the message I don't want to come across it's like don't don't hesitate in creating a cybersecurity company in cork right yeah don't like you know it, it, that's what I'm, I'm saying is like you know I don't like it from that perspective but I do understand that you know investments into certain areas especially in deeper sort of tech and things like that is is really important but I think the the more sort of like overarching thing is I think I think with a mindset of creating global companies outside of Ireland, right? Yeah. Uh, that companies can be created anywhere, that companies can be run and operated extremely successfully as remote companies, right? Yeah. Then that is the future. I feel that we're starting global companies versus Irish companies and non-Irish companies, right? Uh, what is the real advantage of having that sort of like NI sort of company uh, registration rights yeah. you know it comes down to things that are more about tax and you know things that, and that doesn't really matter for a long time for a lot of startups right because you know yeah. you're building you're reinvesting into the business you're building the value into the business so you know that's sort of secondary and stuff so if i was thinking about you know the way the companies are being built in the future i think we should be thinking more about you know these are very distributed teams and we're collaborating across multiple uh, borders and that is the opportunity to create companies that sort of mindset and that sort of culture um, and I absolutely think that uh, Ireland can um, pioneer that yeah. and that's I think the way that we should be thinking about that and just before we go just to say thanks for that and uh, have a great day Andrew thank you so much wonderful to chat to you yeah. let's do this again or there's maybe some teams or something yeah. we can talk about alright take care thanks All right. thank you so much and now, a word from our sponsor, Agora Pulse. We know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. Accounts, meetings, the never-ending inbox. That's why we've teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash Irish Tech News to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore Tech News. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.